Hey, episode number five. How's it going? So, um, yeah, I don't know. What you been up to, man? Um, checking out some new bands. WrestleMania was last weekend. Baseball <laughs> season has started, and I'm about four or five beers deep. You were just in your element. I love it. <laughs> Aside from the Wings missing the playoffs this year, everything is just grand. 17, uh, 27 years? 25? 25. 25 years. Yep. Yeah, yeah. dude. I actually... I. I can't actually remember a time when they weren't in the playoffs. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, Nineteen ninety, I think, was the first year of the string of years that they've made it. Still got love for my wings, though. But uh, Tigers have been kicking some ass too. You know, are they actually doing good? Mm-hmm. I don't watch baseball. I don't know. I know you don't. I I celebrate baseball. Uh, <laughs> Tigers are doing pretty good. Good team this year. But um, how about you, man? What you been up to? Uh, I mean, pretty much just work. Um, bands aren't really doing much of anything. We need to change that. I mean, yeah, I would like to. Uh, I don't know. Designing stuff. Made the trick-or-treat poster. I you see that. Yes. I designed it. You did. <laughs> I think that's like all I've been doing, man. I haven't really doing much anything. Yeah, it was worth the price of admission, though. Just beat Street Fighter Two with Guile. It's an achievement. I suck with Guile. So that leaves me Zangief and Dalsim for the OG Street Fighter Two to beat it with. I wish you the best of luck on that. Those two suck. Yes, they do. For my style, they suck. I'm not gonna say they suck in general, but if you're, I guess, cool, calm, and collective for Zangief, you can do it. But I. I'm just fucking. I go in gun bla- guns blazing, man. <laughs> like, oh, I, I know. That's why I love playing with Chun Li. I could bounce around the whole fucking screen. Yep. Zangief is really slow, and so is Dalsim. Yeah, yeah. Super slow. You have to have patience, and you have to be a master of your craft <laughs> with those fighters for sure. I don't know. I, I'll do it. It'll happen. I have faith. You're that good at that game. <laughs> It'll happen. And you own the arcade machine, so nothing but time. Pretty much. But, um, yeah, the other day I watched uh, Killer Party. Is that like your string of April Fool's movies? Yeah, I watched um, the ones that I had. That was one of them. And uh, I like that movie, but it takes a turn in a really weird direction at some point. It does. It does. Like You think it's going to almost be set up like a your typical slasher film. Basically. And it's, it, yeah, it doesn't. Turns into like a weird supernatural <laughs> yeah. possessed chick at a party. That's the thing. Like, I'm, I feel the same way you do about that movie. First half of that movie, I would dig it if it went where I thought it was going to go. I'd really fucking like that movie. Me too. And I don't hate it, but I'm just like, because it takes that fucking supernatural twist, I'm just like, man, like, it, it's set up. Like, even like the, like, the uh, style or the the design of the party and like the, uh, how that's all set out. Like, man, this would be perfect. The way it looks, the way it feels for fucking just, just have it be a slasher film. Yeah. It's like a masquerade party. Everyone's dressed up. What year was that? 86? 86 or 87. So it was like almost towards this... It was like getting to where slashers were fucking... 
flooding everything and somebody they wanted to do something different they were yeah watering down so my thought is they wrote that script and that movie as a slasher and then someone just came in and said oh why don't we do this switch it up switch it 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 up that would make total sense i haven't looked into that to see if that but it would make total fucking sense yeah because the end of that movie is completely different from where it leads you to believe it's going throughout the whole movie so yeah the way that whole thing goes it it's it basically is the blueprint of a slasher all the way to like the halfway point even the kills in the first half mm-hmm. like the the way that they're shot is just like a slasher movie yeah you're thinking it has to do with the house that they don't like the the den mother or whatever the fuck her name is that doesn't want him to like stay in the house mm-hmm. like okay it's gonna come up with something to have to do with the house something that has to do with shit that happened in the past right like okay it's gonna be somebody still like lingering around like gonna fucking be killing gonna kill off all the sorority girls and then it's just like nope spooky ghost town yeah (laughs) weird possession and um i myself prefer a big fat cucumber (laughs) and that song in the beginning the music video the april why do you play yeah dude white sister yes white sister killer and it, it, it was stuck in my head all day the day after i watched that movie you know what ruins it hmm. the song they play over and over throughout the movie oh these, these are, are the best times of our lives these are the best that fucking times. song that is up there t- with i mean it's actually worse than but it's up there with like fall break from mutilator which is like songs that do not belong in these fucking movies no like even if they would have kept mutilator as fall break that song should not have been in that fucking movie not at all that's another one where the song leads you to believe that it's going to be like a teen sex comedy yeah yeah (laughs) doesn't it Uh, it kind of a little bit national lampoon's fall break yeah (laughs) then you see someone get gored with a harpoon but uh and then I watched uh, Slaughter High, and I know right. it's been a while for you. you yeah, it's been a long fucking time for me since I've seen that one. I dig that movie. It's a pretty cool slasher, but I, I'd have to say overall it, it gets annoying at times, especially the uh, score. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Manfredini plays the same fucking notes. Sped up, <laughs> slowed down, medium tempo, and it's this really corny, goofy, like supposed to be like funny. Like when something funny happens, it's like he plays those notes. Yeah. When something serious happens, he plays those notes slower and creepier. <laughs> but they're the same fucking notes throughout the whole movie. And it just drives me fucking nuts, man. They probably didn't have a budget, but they wanted him. And they were like, well, we got this much. What can we get for that? Right. <laughs> He's like, you're going to get these notes sped up and slowed down. <laughs> funny thing, though. There are Friday the 13th samples in that movie soundtrack wise, like score. Like some some of the kills are straight up the same sound effects from the early Friday the 13th movies. That is great. Yes. You really have to pay attention, but one of the kills in Slaughter High has the exact same sound effects as a kill in Friday the 13th, the original. Are you talking actual sound effects or are you talking about like 
the, well, the, the score, score that the plays when that it plays. Play, yeah, the music that plays. That sounds like they got the fucking like Harry Manfredini special. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a package deal that like, comes with like it. Like you're gonna get this package. You know, it's got it's got some Friday the thirteenth ones. You know, they're they're big with the fans. They're gonna know. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell like it's just pretty blatant. You know, that's great. That but, uh, to me screams like they didn't have a lot of money and he was willing to do it, but he wasn't going to put a shit ton of effort behind it. No, no, but they probably paid him a lot for it. I would imagine. Maybe, um, maybe not as much as he would normally get. No, not from the Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> Hell no. They were making at that time. They were making millions. Dude. One thing I wish, uh, Kind of wish I would have got something signed by him. I hate getting, like, doing the autographs and celebrity thing, but he's one who you never really see him out and about. When he was at Whorehound, was that like two or three years ago? Yeah, it was the Cincinnati one. Kind of wish I would have got something by him. Yeah. Yeah, we may never see him at another convention again. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I think that was a. That might have been the same year I bought my Friday Thirteenth Three soundtrack on vinyl. At the Horror Hound, I think it was that one, or it was the one before that, or after. It was it was around that time when I actually bought that one. It was like the complete came with a uh, 3D glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that third one that I watched was obviously April Fool's Day. Hold, there's a small place in my heart for that movie from when I was a kid. Dude, I don't mind that movie at all. I do not mind that movie one bit. Well, when but, it came out, it pissed off a lot of well, people. Well, yeah, it pissed off everybody because at the end, they find out now that shit had happened. Well, yeah, the whole movie, you think you're getting Coca-Cola, and then at the end, they <laughs> reveal that it's diet right. <laughs> so an RC Cola. Yeah, RC Cola. But uh, Amy Steele was in it. And... Uh, What's it? What's the guy's name? Fucking uh, Biff. Archie. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. Well, his name in the movie was Archie. Archie. Yeah. Fucking uh, but it's the same dude to play Biff. Yep. And uh, the guy from Just One of the Guys, which is an awesome '80s movie, if you've ever seen that, where mm-hmm. the chick dresses as a boy to go to the different school to become a writer. Yeah. No, uh, totally awesome. That dude's in it, and Deborah Foreman from uh, Valley Girl, and uh. We I mentioned it on our last podcast, but I follow her. She makes jewelry now and lives in a cabin. She rules. She's living that life. She's living, which that is life. a good life. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Yeah, I can dig it. But uh, those were the three movies that I watched on April Fool's Day. Um, recently, uh, what have you been watching, man? I have been fucking watching goddamn nothing, basically. Um. No, I mean I watched uh, Dear God No, which I, I dig it. Like, there's some parts that kind of drag on longer than they should, but I mean, I guess they're, if parts are gonna drag on, it'd be these parts that you would want. Like the part, like it's like a. Have you seen it? I think you let me borrow it like years six ago. years ago, something like that. Fucking uh, yeah, dude. Remember, I bought the VHS. I had the DVD and I bought the VHS from it at Horror Hound. It was the dudes as soon as we got down there, like early Saturday morning, we're fucking hungover. And he's like, Hey guys, you want a fucking, you want a beer? Oh, yeah. It's a table to hand us, like, just popped up with a cooler at, like, I don't know, 10 a.m., whatever it was. Oh, God. That's when I ended up buying the VHS from, like, those dudes. But yeah, it's, like, it involves, like, bikers and strippers and Sasquatch and. 
I think I do remember that movie. But the parts that drag on, it's like these like almost like segues into like another scene where it's like they're going into the strip close. They start showing like everybody stripping and it's just like what seems like fucking 10 minutes of just staring at these girls like dancing and stripping with like dramatic zoom ins and zoom outs. Mm. But I mean, at least you're looking at like naked chicks. Yeah. That's so it's a, not too bad. That's a plus. But I mean, it's, it's great fucking movie. And you know me with like anything biker related. Mm hmm. Fucking dig it. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked out their other fucking. I, I'm blanking on the name of the last one they did. I think wasn't Father's Day, was it? No, that's the um, Astron Six Cries. They didn't do Father's Day. They did um, fuck me, man. It's I'm I'm just gonna do a little quick look up here because it's bothering me that I can't think of it. Yeah, I think I faintly remember that movie. And it was pretty cool. But, um... I love it. The last two, I was... Motherfucker. Dude, whatever. I mean, I'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll come back to it. uh, It's like, God... God loves God loves bikers. God created bikers, and like uh, something Frankenstein. I'm drunk. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I mean, I've been watching that. Right. And, um. What else did I watch? Uh, you watched Die Hard today. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Today I watch. I work on Saturdays from home, and uh, I I normally turn on like Roseanne because there's a station that plays like Roseanne from like four in the morning till four in the afternoon. Awesome. So I wake up and it's good to go. But uh, I just I I think I do that too many weeks in a row. They just zone it out. But I was like, well, whatever. Fuck it. I found a station playing Die Hard one, two, and three back to back. Watched one and two, fell asleep at the end of two, woke up at the beginning of three. <laughs> yeah, see, three's cool, man, but I always liked the first two. I know that there was a slew of them after that, but... One and two are, like, obviously the best. There's, yeah. They don't compete with those. I think two... I'd actually put one and two just on the same level, for the most part. Yeah. Like, because they're pretty equal movies. Three's good, but it's kind of, like, where they kind of start dropping... Yeah, that's what I mean. And after that, I I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know if I've seen one after three. No, I haven't. I think there's two after three, after the third one. But I always like the second one better than the first one, too. You like two better than one? Yes. It's got the who's who in it of... It's got fucking everyone in it. Everyone's in it from action movies. Yeah. Um, remember, It's got two people from Roseanne in it. It does. It does. Connect it back to Roseanne. Yeah, well, we played the six <laughs> degrees of Kevin Bacon. Is that what it's called? Yeah, we did that with some random fucking people, and we were able to do it. Like yeah, random as fuck people. Yes, yes. But uh, what's his face is in there from uh, Lock Up and uh, Good Times? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yes, he is. I think in there. it's John Amos. Is John Amos? I think that's his name in real life. Yeah. We're gonna go with that. Yeah, he was in Lock Up. He was a he was the dad in Good Times. And then you got the dude from uh, Shawshank Redemption's the main bad guy. <clears throat> the guy from NYPD Blue. <laughs> yes. I mean, you got like a whole slew of... Wasn't T-1000 in that too, Robert Patrick, or no? 
If he is, I missed it. It was a small part. Like he was just one of the goons that had like a machine gun and fucking. Maybe it was. Yeah, because it was before Terminator Two. Yeah. So, yeah, but the first one's good too. I mean, you can't go wrong with the dad from Family Matters. Is dude's awesome. I feel bad from fucking blanking on the dude's name, the the killer or the main terrorist. Oh, um. In the movie or real yeah. life? It is name in the real life. I can't remember it. Wasn't it Franz? Well, that's the movie. Oh, real life? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name in real life. Man. Yeah, I don't know, man. What else was he in? Anything cool? Dude, he was in, um, yeah. he was in. Well, he was in Dogma. He was in okay. uh, Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Oh, that's right. Wow. Which, Prince of Thieves. Fuck anyone who doesn't like that movie. Yeah, that movie rules. Maybe it's because I seen it when I was a kid. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. He's great. The video game for Nintendo. That game for Nintendo is legit. Never played it. Fucking awesome. My grandpa had it. My grandpa was all about Nintendo. Nice. Yeah. Actually, he was all at one point. He, I think he played like Final Fantasy seven. He got into like PlayStation and shit too. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he was all about Nintendo had that game. And I remember playing that and it was fucking legit, but he was also for anybody who's like big in Harry Potter. Obviously he was, uh, one of the professors in Harry Potter. Which I can't remember his fucking name. He's like the dark arts professor or something. Okay. I do remember him in Robin Hood. Wasn't he the one that was like battling for the chick? In Robin Hood? Yeah. He was the sheriff. He was the sheriff in Ottingham who was trying to take basically take over while the king was doing the crusades. Ah, uh, yeah. Damn, I haven't seen that movie in forever. But yeah, Brian Adams did a song. For yeah, him. I was gonna say there was minus, a video. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I'd Mine. rather take the Rod Stewart. What was the the Rod Stewart and two other guys that did the song for the Three Musketeers soundtrack? All for one. You just brought memories back that I like <laughs> per, like pushed aside that I didn't even existed. Are you serious? It was, right like, now? it was like three huge singers at the time. It was like Rod Stewart. Maybe Brian Adams. I don't fucking know, but it was called All for One, and it was the main song from the Three Musketeers. <laughs> I'll take that over that fucking Brian Adams song. That MTV played that video like every day. That and the Meatloaf video. Yes. That Meatloaf video. Horrible, man. Just horrible. God damn it, dude. I forgot about the guts. First off, I forgot about the Three Musketeers as a movie. I can totally forgot about that video yeah. and that song. Do you remember that song? It's on like easy listening radio now. Yeah, dude, I remember back when that movie came out. Back when Robin Hood came out. Um, that was like back before anything. It was pretty much if you wanted, you either bought the home video mm-hmm. or you taped it off like HBO. Mm-hmm. We had HBO. My mom taped it, and after they played the movie, they included the video. For the Brian Adams song, and she taped the video. Well, you could usually fit like three movies to a tape. That was the first movie. <laughs> it was it was probably my dad taped another movie and started it right after the credits and deleted that whole fucking video. Oh, good for him. <laughs> my mom was so pissed. I was like a little kid, like, what? What the fuck are you talking about this video? Like, yeah, someone taped over the Brian Adams video. Oh, my God. That, dude, that video I've seen like a thousand <laughs> times back in the day. MTV played it all the time. It's just clips from the movie, too. It is. 
that actually I'm I'm not even joking. I kind of miss shit like that where it was like movies like soundtracks or like songs from a movie like on the soundtrack oh, yeah. and the video when they when videos are big and it was basically just clips from the fucking movie. Yeah. The one I liked the most when I was a kid was uh the Madonna video from Who's That Girl? Okay. Where I think there was like a cartoon character in the music video with her. Dude, that was like my favorite music video back then. And the movie was awesome too. I thought you were going to say the uh, League of Their Own Madonna video. No, not at all. <laughs> not not even close. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all set on anything 90s Madonna. Everything 80s Madonna, awesome. But what if I go to slide in the first and my boobs would fall out? Yeah, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> God. But, uh, yeah, I miss music videos too, man. That was a cool thing that happened way back when. In the cool thing that happened for like a 15-year stretch. Yeah, 1991. Well, it was like a 87? 82. Was it that early? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's how my time frame's shit. 82. So like Video 80- Killed the Radio Star debuted okay, so maybe it was television. Like, yeah, that was the first one, Video Killed the Radio Star. So that was like 82. I'm going to say till 2006. Seven. I mean, they're still making videos now, but like from MTV standpoint. Yeah. I mean, maybe 2012. Maybe. No, because did it hit 30 years of music videos? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I just remember watching MTV was the coolest thing ever, dude. Dude, back in the day, it was cool. Yeah. When they played just a mix of like you get rap, metal, rock, pop. Yeah, that's I. I liked it better when it was you just turned it on and it was a mix of shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much when it was. Shows dedicated specifically to what, like YoMTV raps and metal. Yeah, like I mean, I like those individual shows, like YoMTV raps, Headbangers Ball. But I, I like that sometimes to be able to just click it on and it's going to be it's playing videos and it's just going to be a fucking hodgepodge. You, know, you don't know what the fuck you can get. Yeah, I liked it better. Yeah, it's, that's a no. throwback, dude. And I remember <laughs> the worst time of the year was when either the Real World was on, like the first season. Or Cindy Crawford's House of Style. (laughs) Let me tell you about this. She would take up an entire day of red carpet footage from the House of Style. Hosted or presented by MTV. So there was no music videos. When the real world was on, that was the only show that wasn't music videos. You didn't get music videos. Yeah. That sucked. Especially the House of Style, because who, oh, cared, well, yeah, who yeah. cared about that? Another story involving my mom with VHS. Oh, here we go. <laughs> she used to fucking record uh, the what was the, the grind, the workout. Oh, in the morning? Yeah. She had those tapes, and they weren't labeled, and my dad labeled them just workout shit. <laughs> workout <laughs> shit. I'm like flipping through like blank VHS tapes to see what we taped as a kid, and I just come across workout shit. All right, cool. Oh, one star. That's not good. <laughs> Just fucking it's that angle. Just that angle. Oh, it's the W's. Waitress. You didn't even use your name. <laughs> Dude, what else? MTV. Old school MTV. You can't, like, liquid television and shit. Oh, man, that was awesome. It was a, a fucking, uh, before they spun off to their own show, like, they would show EM Flux. They had the head. Max. Um, I want to say all three of those spun off into their own show on MTV. 
outside of liquid television yeah they played them late at night and ren and stimpy too yeah ren and stimpy was on there like the better episodes were on mtv um i actually have some vhs of like the oddities yeah i found thrifting that's great aeon flux and uh i i have them i should bring them over one you day. fucking should yeah even yeah. if I, i'll dub them because i i'll eat that shit up i used to fucking always watch those late at night fucking especially the max max in the head I actually fucking all those max the head vh uh eon flux and then um i mean later on became more of like a it wasn't late night obviously daria yeah but that's my jam yeah, Daria and Beavis and Butthead were kind of around the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, Beavis and Butthead first. Daria was on Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, she was a spinoff from... Yeah. yeah. I always thought it was funny. Somebody said... Uh, I saw somebody post it. That uh, the Daria was one of the smartest shows on TV at the time, and it spun off from one of the dumbest shows that on TV sense. at the time. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because she... Uh, she was pretty grim in Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, she was just kind of like the. Uh, she was like the the smart girl, and just kind of like, I want to say melancholy, but just kind of just like, eh, like whatever, narcissist, not narcissist, whatever. Yeah, just kind of in the background every couple episodes. Yeah. But then she spun off into her own show. Yeah. She still had that fucking very like low-key feel about her but it's actually i watch that show all the fucking time yeah you love daria yeah she it's like it's the points that they make in that show and the shit that they say in that show is very well written and a lot of that shit's sharp as fuck right i love it yeah i miss that show i used to watch it the uh what was it the create the the creator and the lead animator just released a update on all the characters or all the main characters. No way. On what they're doing in their lives now. <laughs> they redrew them to what they would look like now. And like rewrote bios for them. That's pretty fucking awesome, man. Yeah. they're uh, Her parents are retired. Kind of living their retired life. Traveling around. Uh, Quinn, her sister, has kids. And I think she does like a like YouTube video series about like makeup and something else. I can't remember what it was. It had some clever name. Um, Jane lives in Soho, New York, as an artist. She hasn't made it yet, but she's getting by. Trent started a band after Mystic Spiral. They had um, mild success with their song "Freaky uh, Freaking Friends." I think it was called. Yeah, "Freaking Friends," which was like towards the end of the series. Like they had that song. So they played, spun off like he had success with that. Now he's got his own thing called like Trent and the Mystic something. Oh, nice. <laughs> but he's able to get by with that. She is, Daria is the sole female writer on a late night TV show. And she lives in Hell's Kitchen, New York. Um, Brittany and uh, who the fuck's the QB? What was his name? I can't remember his name. Can't remember. I. I'm blanking on it, but whatever. They're still together. She can still fit into her cheerleading outfit. He cannot fit into his football outfit. <laughs> and they have kids. Uh, I want to say that's all the people they went over. But said that they're more than willing to bring the show back if there's a network that wants to pick it up. 
Okay. Which MTV tried <clears> with Beavis <throat> and Butthead, and obviously people didn't like it, so I don't know if they'll do it. Because I just don't think, like, it, it would have to be, like, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. Yeah, it'd fit right in. I, I would imagine. I If there is ever a GoFundMe for that, which they, I don't think they would need to do, they would just need a network to pick it up. I would, But either way, I'd fucking fund the fuck out of it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Especially if they can get... Even if it's just get the get the people who did Daria and Jane's voice involved, and I'm on board. Right on. Yeah. Um, our friend Will from New York... I believe it's Buffalo or near Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. He, uh, he's a fan of our show apparently. He's and a good I, guy, man. Yeah, no, he he rules. And uh, unfortunately, I don't listen to hardcore anymore. I really don't. I haven't in about how long have we been friends, Jared? Seven years. Seven years. It's been about eight years. But well, I mean, when we first met, you were still dabbling in it. A little bit. I mean, it's you know. Because I, I, I found out more about hardcore than I'd ever wanted to know from talking to you about it. Yeah. I used to be big into it, and uh, nothing against it or anything, but I just kind of moved on to different things. But I went back and listened to uh, The Cro-Mags, Age of Quarrel, and uh, it's a fucking killer record, man. It's 80s punk hardcore. Um, unfortunately, Will, we're not going to spend the entire hour talking about that <laughs> album. <laughs> But uh, that would be a very one-sided conversation because you'd be doing all the talking. Yeah. Well, I I went back and listened to it, and uh, it was before they hit the real crossover era, and uh, it's fucking killer, man. Like I haven't heard the Chromags. I just remembered that there was a guy that lived across the street from me that had a cassette tape that had Chromags on one side and Dayglow abortions on the other. Nice. And he left it at my house and the the first Beastie Boys cassette tape when they were a punk band. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, his name was Brad. And I remember going to his house and smoking pot for the first time with this guy. And he had the huge Melvin's Houdini poster <laughs> on his wall. And he was really into Slayer and like punk and like metal and shit. Uh, short story for you. But that was the first time I heard the Cro-Mags. And uh, yeah, man. Um yeah, Chromag's Age of Quarrels, it's a great record. I'm, I'm going to have to like probably dabble into more of their crossover stuff, though, because that'd probably be more down my alley nowadays. Is this album more, because I, I, I never got in the Chromag's, mm-hmm. but is this album more of their like 80s punk hardcore or New York hardcore style? It's a mix of both, I, I would say. Right. Um, it's got some gang vocals on it. If I'm like reviewing this wrong will be just <laughs> let me know um but it's it kind of reminds me it's got like a new york hardcore feel and a punk hardcore feel to it too but it was around the time where punk and metal were starting to blur the lines a little bit starting getting more of the crossover bands yeah you started getting more of one and the other and you know vice versa but it fits in there pretty nicely you know, for that time, I think it was 86, I want to say. So, you know, thanks for um, bringing that up, Will, because <clears throat> haven't heard the Cro-Mags in forever. I just never think to throw them on. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think, I think he uh, he threw out wanting to hear us talk about Cold as Life, but that's like one band that I don't think either of us. Yeah, the only thing I can say about Cold as Life is that I bought Born to Land Hard on cd 
back in like 2002 out of a bargain bin. And they didn't do too much for me. I know that they played a lot of shows in Detroit with uh, like Thick as Blood. And uh, uh, there was another band called Hate Work. Yeah. Yep. They, uh, I think I still have old flyers with Hate Work on them. Yeah. It was, it was that whole scene. And Cold as Life used to play a lot of keggers, I remember. Never seen them live. Um, but I did have the one CD that I listened to back when I was getting into hardcore. But I was into more of the metallic hardcore stuff. They were just straight street hardcore. I think they have. See, I never got into them because I was never into hardcore like that. I was into like 80s fucking punk, 80s like punk hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then anytime I got like a whiff of anything that was going to just seem like total just like tough guy shit i just didn't even look into it and i always viewed that band as that right and i was just like i don't even give a fuck about this but my cousins Mm -hmm. because cold as life started playing a bunch of shows again or they did a a small run i think like a year or two ago Mm -hmm. he posted that they did like two shows and the one show was just their hardcore stuff and the next show was going to be more their more metal stuff that must be their newer stuff. So I'm thinking they did, like they're probably still they were probably still hardcore, but I'm thinking they did probably more of a metallic, hardcore feel to it. Well, I want Will to actually respond to this, but two things: isn't it correct that two of the guys from Cold as Life went on to form Sworn Enemy from New York? That's that's the first thing I thought. I'm pretty sure that's true. I think you were telling me about that. Yeah, Sworn Enemy ended up being a band from, and they were kind of metallic hardcore too. And uh, Will, do you know or do you remember a band called Earth Mover? Shit, I know that band. They were fucking <laughs> heavy. Holy shit. Um, and that's about all I can touch on. It's been years and years and years, but uh, I remember Earth Mover was really awesome. Uh, and I swear that two of the guys from Cold as Life or something shared members with Sworn Enemy, but uh, there's that. Um, the gas station by my house sells wrap snacks now. Segway into what we were talking about in one of the old episodes. <laughs> yes. Me and Jared were talking about wrap snacks in like the sketchiest of gas stations downtown Detroit. And lo and behold, I walked into a gas station by my house. Little boozy rap snacks. That's amazing. Pumped. Was his the uh, the jalapeno honey? Nope. Can't remember what the name of the guy was that was uh, jalapeno honey. Little boozy was like Chipotle or something. But I'm super excited. And I'm going to grab me a couple bags. Um. Also wanted to uh, all my wrestling friends. Undertaker retired. Thank you, Taker. This would be probably the most wrestling is talked about on this podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jared does not. I guess Will's at a UFC fight tonight. And my mom was like, hey, are you going to Slayer Dad's house to watch the fights? I'm like, no, I like the fake stuff. I don't like the real stuff. See, I was talking to uh, Britt. I think it was Britt. I was talking to her about this. Yeah, it was. And I said I'd, I'd be more inclined to watch UFC over wrestling because it's real. But <laughs> this isn't a shot at you, Will. 
the vast majority of UFC fans are complete fucking like bro out douchebags. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, and that's the reason I can't get behind that either. But but, but I when it, if it came to me choosing the two, I'd rather watch real fight. Okay. But I don't watch either of them. I like the yeah. I like the fake stuff. But I've come to realize that I I'm seriously and it it's blowing my fucking mind. I'm the only one in out of anybody I'm associated with who does not like wrestling at least a little bit. Even Brit's like, I don't watch it, but I'll go to WrestleMania parties. I'm like, I won't. <laughs> I'll sit at home and do what I fucking do. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is I was actually going to invite you over for WrestleMania because no one came over. Here's the funny thing with that. What if what I just said? If you were to say, hey, dude, you want to come over? I probably would still would have came over. I know. I thought about it. I would have came over. It would have been what it is. Yeah. Like you don't expect me to get like involved. No. <laughs> in like caring what's going on. No, you wouldn't. I'd be there. Idea. I'd watch it with you. I'd eat snacks. Yeah. Well, that's my Super Bowl. I don't watch football. Yeah. So, um, this week I wanted to let everyone know to check out a couple of bands. One of them is called Bong Lord. They're from Ann Arbor, Michigan. They're uh, just head-splitting fucking stoner doom. They're really awesome. It's a little bit of Church of Misery mixed with, dare I say, Beast in the Field. They are from the same area. Well, I mean, well, same few, state. Same a few hours away from each but other. But I'm sure that they've, you know, crossed paths at some time. Yeah. Uh, Bong Lord, totally fucking awesome. Just dropped their album on Sunday. Um, in another band from Chicago called So S O U G H, um, really good stuff in the vein of Dystopia, and I'm gonna say a band called Keeper. All right. Yeah, Keeper's really pissed off, like Sludge Doom band. Um, really long songs, really crushing stuff. Um. Yeah, check them out. They're from Chicago. Those are the two bands that I've been listening to this week, aside from just the stuff I listen to all the time. Um, what have you been listening to, man? Dude, I mean, I don't think I've checked out anything really new. Which, I'm trying not to be that person who gets to like a certain age bracket and they just stop listening to new shit. Mm. Which I don't think I am. Like I'm, I still do check out new stuff. But I think like lately I just really haven't. But I mean I just been jamming like what was it? How <laughs> the other day at work, what did I play? Like uh, Diamonds and Rust, the Jane Baez version and the Judas Priest version. I think it came into a total of fifteen times. That's amazing. I, I seriously it was like back to back and then like twice in a row for one and then two and then I did it's out of hand. <laughs> I honestly uh... don't even know why I just it, I ended I'm like, I want to hear it again. Start playing again. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I've been doing a lot of priests lately. Yeah. Um, is there really anything else I've been listening to? I mean, not really. I think I've been really just doing a lot of priest and a lot of just older metal. Just priest, dude. I've been listening to a lot of priest too. Fucking running through because I know it's like I. I liked what I thought I liked, or I guess what I know I liked, but I've, I came from like punk and crust and grind. So like a lot of the metal stuff, I'm, I picked and choose what I liked back then. And I'm realizing now 
that the other stuff I I would dig too. I dig painkiller. <laughs> like yeah. but I avoided so much priest for a while and like was very like cautious on what I listened to and what I thought I liked. The couple albums that I said I really didn't, I still kind of hold up that I don't so much. Like Streaming for Vengeance, it's all right. It doesn't hold up to where I think like Defenders of the Faith, no, at all. I'll I'll second that. And British Steel, like I still can't. Like it's got its hits, obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, it, I hear you. I like British Steel. I like Screaming for Vengeance, but not as much as, you know, fucking Painkiller or Defenders of the Faith. Or Painkiller just starts off so pissed. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that, that seriously is their comeback. Like, sorry about Turbo, guys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was their fireback for Turbo. For sure. But I, I've been listening to the entire Painkiller album. Yeah, I, I jammed it at work the other day. It's fucking great, dude. There's some really good tracks on there. And the last song's kind of a ballad, too, but it's not really a ballad. Yeah. I dig it. Oh, also last night, I told you, I think it was 8 o'clock and it was dark, and I was like, I still haven't turned the light on in my house. Mm. I was just spinning fucking <laughs> all my Sabbath records. I think I was jamming, like, uh, Master Reality. I think I had it in the first one, and I might have put in four. But I was being weird about it. Like, I didn't sit down here. Anybody don't know, we're sitting right outside all my records. Yes. I was sitting upstairs in the video game room with all the lights off, just sitting on the couch, drinking a beer. Listening to Sam. <laughs> yeah, just because it travels up the stairway right to it. Hmm. I'm just like, whatever. Well, not all heroes wear capes, Jared. <laughs> I love it. I just didn't fucking feel it. Fuck it, man. I don't want to turn off lights. Don't want to turn on lights. That couch was comfortable. Yeah. Tired of sitting down here. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome, man. But I'm going to... Uh, you recommended a band. Bands, I'll like recommend at least like one band. Okay. Uh, Girth. I don't know if we've really ever talked about Girth. I think we mentioned them in passing on the show. That guys, they played a good set. They're fucking good. I haven't seen them yet. You, yeah, that's what you never told me. You didn't. I didn't know that you hadn't seen them yet. I would have fucking not give a fuck about work the next day if you, if you told me that. But Girth, if you if you like grind, check out Girth. They're raw. Um, have uh, very much aspects of like gore grind. Um. I think some of the recordings, depending on which ones you get, you're going to have pitch shifter. I don't think they do it in all the recordings, but sometimes they do a little fucking pitch shifter on it. Austin, madman behind the drums, hits them hard as fuck. And it's just killer riffs. They don't take themselves too seriously. And it's just all around just great grind slash gore grind. I mean, they fit perfect in the Midwest grind scene, which arguably ask almost anyone is where you want to be for fucking grind. Mm-hmm. They produce the best grind <clears> bands. So, uh, I would say definitely check out, uh, girth. They're on, um, I know they are on Bandcamp. I think it's like girth grind or girth cord something fucking, I don't know. Okay. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And, uh, Kirby's a solid dude. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> Kirby rules. Kirby's great. Austin's a fucking cool kid. Both of them. Have I met? Austin, mm-hmm. I think you were outside the last show we were at the precinct, the one where I was very antisocial. 
That's why I didn't stay for girth. That was the one we didn't stay for girth. Um, yeah, I talked to him outside for a minute. I think you're standing next to me. Okay. His uh, wife has dreads. I don't know if you saw me talking to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. He's, okay. Yeah, he's got like short hair now. He used to yeah, have, I think I've seen him. He used to have a rockin' mullet. Right on. <laughs> That's always cool. Um, I'll, I'll see girth. Yeah, you'll uh, now that I know that you have not seen them, you're gonna see Girth. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so yeah, check out Girth. I'm trying to think if it's just another band that I've been really fucking vibing on. Um, shit, I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna say this because because this I like this band. I don't think they put out enough stuff. They put out a handful of recordings, but it's been spaced out. Based out of Boston, uh, aspects of war, just killer raw, raw punk. Um, I mean, name taken straight from a disclosed song, so you kind of know what you're getting in there. It's like raw D beat. I mean, some a- aspects are like Crash Your Crust, but they're just fucking killer. Um, buddy Chris is uh, the drummer for the band. Okay, killer dude, big into like horror scene, big into VHS collecting. Cool. But I mean, they're if you don't know that band and you like honestly, if you like raw punk and you don't know that band, I don't even know. <laughs> but I mean, just take a step out if you're not into raw punk and check those guys out because they're definitely worth listening to. They had um they split with Contrast Attitude from Japan. They got a split out with uh System Fucker from Japan. Um and then a couple of their own things. Definitely worth checking out. It's it's great great fucking live show. Went and seen him in Pittsburgh with um fuck me, I'm blinking on everything. Eel, Eel and Chromosome. Yes, glad you remember Eel and Chromosome and great fucking show. I remember walking leaving that show and thinking how like grind and metal you go to those shows and I still to this day probably the most violent. And just like you got to stay on your fucking toes, shows are like punk shows, still. Yes. Like these other scenes got nothing on it. Like it was fucking like singer from Chromosome had this dude, and he's right in front of me, and I kind of stopped like paying attention what they were doing, was looking off over, and I was standing by like all these other bands' gear, and this fucking guy like singer Chromosome's fucking head bunts this dude he comes flying back into me he can hits me in the face i go flying back and like the other band's like equipment <laughs> i think i got like a fucking uh snare drum to my rib oh shit I'm like dude what the fuck dude, it was a great fucking show though but yeah check uh aspects of war definitely spin them i mean even if you want to f- hear what good raw punk sounds like oh we might jam them later on tonight then huh we probably could, yeah. Yeah. As long as you get some doom in there somewhere. Dude, we'll speed it up and slow it down. Speed it up and slow it down. I hurt you as a child, I'll hurt you as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... You said like Friday 6th? Yeah. I watched Friday the 13th Part 6, and what I noticed about this movie, which we've all seen it a thousand times, is that the video game for NES is based on this movie mostly highly highly yeah as far as like the way the setup of the camp and like the cabins with the kids 
Um, what I like about this movie is that it's shot really well, and Alice Cooper's on the soundtrack with a killer song. And Jason was just pretty pissed. Yeah. What I didn't like about it was too much comedy. Give her to the fucking cops. They do this with every goddamn horror movie. Oh, the sheriff and the dude. Yeah. Kills me. Uh, it it kind of had too much humor in it for me. I'm a fan of the fourth one, you know, obviously. But as far as the sixth one goes, I, I did. I, I thought Tommy Jarvis was pretty cool. Um, you know, but you know, Tom Matthews just rules just because he's just awesome. But uh, yeah, I watched that. Um, um, with that one. What was I going to say? I was going to add something to that one. I forgot what I was going to add to that one. Well, you know the, the triple decapitation during the paintball game? Yes. That was supposed to be like a way more vicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut the fucking frames down to nothing. To like one, f- like, from like, what did they say? Like 50 frames down to like fucking seven. Which is is dumb. Yeah. It was supposed to be, like, really vicious, dude. Like, heads flying off, blood spraying everywhere. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, they never got this dark with Friday the 13th, and they didn't in this movie either. I would almost want to... I want to see, like, even if there's a script or anything involved, like, where he legit straight kills the kids. Yeah. I kind of want to see that Friday the 13th. Yeah. Kind of want to see where Jason is just like, he doesn't give a fuck. And he, it's, you're there, you're you're dead. Like, they would have came in to the kids' cabin, and there's just, like, dead kids all over the place. That would have been brutal. Dude. <laughs> like, yeah, even if they didn't show the kills, but you come into the cabin, and there's just, like, dead kids galore like it's just <laughs> like a fucking latchkey yeah. massacre <laughs> like they're just all over the place fucking dead kids daycare massacre <laughs> yeah i don't know man but for some reason that's what i didn't understand about the video game i understand it it's just a video game and it's for nintendo but jason doesn't kill kids yeah well i mean there's also not zombies yeah when the fuck was there ever a zombie in <laughs> but a lot of people considered jason in part six to be zombie jason yeah because yeah, you heard like frankenstein jason frankenstein, zombie jason yeah. well i mean it, it, the way they brought it back is like frankenstein-esque it's the fucking bolt the the spike through the chest hit by lightning yeah well the dude that directed that movie was really into the universal yeah so he wanted to kind of resurrect him that way and you know there's little slight hints of old school horror in there, you know, even like, you know, when he comes out of the grave and he's got the spider webs, kind of like a mummy or whatever. He's like mummified in fucking spider webs. The beginning, how he is, that's fucking great. It is like even that whole setup, the, the atmosphere of it. <laughs> hey, my dog's barking at something. Yeah. Cool. It's great alarm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he looks pissed in the beginning of that movie. Yeah. Like when he first comes out of the casket, dude, 
Yeah, him crawling out of the grave is great. And just standing there in the rain. Yeah, it's killer. Um, and the last movie that I watched was Day of the Dead. I mean, nothing special, whatever. We've all seen it, but I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Like I've watched Night of the, I watched Night of the Living Dead like once a month, the, the 1990 yeah. version, and then Dawn of the Dead I watched not too long ago. But I decided to throw in Day of the Dead the other day. You know? It's really weird because I honestly thought about throwing that in the other night and I didn't. I think I decided to throw in American Psycho <laughs> instead. Just as cool. Just as cool, man. Um, I love American Psycho. It's fucking great. I dig it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I just dig it. I don't know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, you know. I can't remember what it is in the scene where they, uh, they're all like showing their business cards. There's one word, and I can't remember what the fuck it is, but one word on everybody's card. The same word that's spelled wrong on all their cards. Really? Yeah. Never noticed that. Can't remember the word. Can't remember what it is. I'm sure somebody else can listen to this and be like, yeah, it's fucking this, but I can't remember what the fuck it is. No, I don't know. Actually, I, know I was so Allen far away from the mic when I said all that, I don't even know if anybody heard it. Paul Allen has an 830 res at Dorcia. <laughs> Great that. sea urges. <laughs> but uh yeah day of the dead man you know i dig it not as good as dawn of the dead but you know steel was a badass kind of a dick too yeah um the main military guy really got under my fucking skin and i noticed that about each of those movies there's one person that just really irritates the fuck out of you, man. Notice that? Cooper in the first one. Obviously. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one, Steve, <laughs> the aviator. Yeah. Always fucking up. Just irritates you. And then the main military guy in Day of the Dead was just... He's a dick. He's a dick, yeah. Yeah. You got a bunch of scientists trying to figure out what, you know, conduct their research, and he's just... It's like martial law down there. He doesn't use any logic, any common sense. It's just it's just irritating. Yeah. The whole movie. It's almost like it's supposed to be like hold that <clears throat> contrast between like the scientific mind and the <clears throat> military mindset. Right. Yeah, true. Where it's like all they care about is action. There's no time. I see what's I see this and I get rid of that. Yeah. They don't see big picture. No. But. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what do we got planned for tonight anyway after this? I don't know. Fucking more, more beers. More beers. Um, more records. More records. I got uh, E-League showing Street Fighter Five tournament this season. I'm recording the fuck out of that. Nice. So we can watch that if we want. Uh, I don't know. It's nice as fuck outside. You have a fire. <clears throat> oh, do you, would you really want to do that? I mean, not even joking. If we're done with this and you want to, I'd start a fire. I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, now you got my brain cooking, man. <laughs> at the beginning of the day, I'm like, hey, let's go see Wizard Union. They're playing at Crossroads for five bucks. Those of you who don't know. Ten minute walk down the street. Yeah. Wizard Union is a pretty cool band from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
I'm going to, for those who don't know, hearing that name, probably guess they're a doom band. <laughs> yes, they are a doom band. But they're playing with a band called Mutal Hatred. What the fuck are they? They're like a slam. They are a band metal. that's like really close to Mortician. I just, Mortician. I was going to say, I just blanked on that fucking name right before I said it. Any, Mortician, but not like, not quite. Yeah. Anyone that is listening to this, I just said the word slam. <laughs> and that's a fucking bad word, dude. They're not a slam band. They're, they're a death metal band. They're, yeah. But they have some heavy parts that could be considered possibly slam-esque. See, I think, I mean, I only saw them the one time, but like, I think their heavier, heavier parts were almost more in line with Mortician. I mean, I can't remember if they did it or not, but I'm thinking, I'm picturing them, their heavy parts, having that like one, two beat to it. Mm-hmm. Which Mortician was, that's their fucking bread and butter. So, yeah, so I would never say Slam for Mutal Hatred. No. I mean, necessarily. I didn't, I've never really listened to Slam. I only saw pictures of dudes wearing like gold chains and football jerseys. So, yeah, that's what Slam is to me. That's Slam. That's Slam. <laughs> but I mean, death metal slams. They're not breakdowns in death metal, they're slams. It's just heavy parts. Okay. So just, and if if I'm wrong, <laughs> someone who knows what I'm talking about, correct me. I could probably ask Jared from Sakuzu. Oh, he he'll give you a rundown. Yeah, slams is like slams and death metal isn't a bad thing, unless it's hipster death metal or horrible death metal or actual just flat out slam music. <laughs> Slam bands are terrible, but death metal bands that have slams in them, not so bad. They're just heavy groove parts, man. That's what, you know, the foundation of death metal, dude. But, uh, (laughs) anyway, yeah, five bucks down the road. Thought I was going to see Wizard Union. I don't know. Maybe we can still walk up there. Who the fuck knows? Dude, I don't know. What the fuck time is it? It's like 11.33. Okay, well, we're not going to go see (laughs) Wizard Union tonight, so... Uh, we might have a fire though. Maybe who knows? But now you got to put on mortician. I was thinking that too. <laughs> I definitely want to hear some mortician, dude. I was like, I might be putting on mortician after this. Yeah, I'm definitely down for some gore grind, dude. Sounds good. Which one do you have? House by the cemetery. I have House by the cemetery. I can't actually remember if I ever picked up uh, Hector for barbecue. Okay. I know that was one I've always I wanted to get. I think I got House by the Cemetery first, but I want to say I picked that up. I might be wrong. Hacked up for barbecue. That's a good one. So is uh, what's the other good one? There's Hacked up for barbecue Mm. and uh, help me out. Chainsaw dismembered. Oh yeah, yeah. How the fuck did I forget that one? Yes. Yeah. Chainsaw dismemberment. Those are like the three, like the best ones. But House by the Cemetery has always been my favorite. Dude, what were you telling me about the record label? Every time they would uh, release an album. Oh yeah, every time. This is a true story from uh, my my buddy that lives in L.A. Black Metal Allen. I've probably talked about him before. He knew the bass player singer from Mortician just from going to shows and you know whatever Metal Blade would actually mail back 
a hundred records in a garbage bag to Mortician when they presented an album that they didn't like. So basically the record label's like, this is garbage. We but they press this, it, it fucking out. sucks. Yeah, but they would, or it was CDs. It wasn't even records. It was like late 90s, you know, CDs. They would mail back their CDs in garbage bags if they didn't like the album. That's fucking amazing. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's fucking great. Pretty funny, man. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're still signed to a label. Yeah. And you still have label backing. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, when they put out Zombie Apocalypse came back in a garbage bag when they put out domain of death came back in a garbage bag win some you lose some but definitely stick with hacked up for barbecue um chainsaw dismemberment chainsaw dismemberment and uh, house, house by, by the, the cemetery. cemetery seven inches before that mortal massacre yeah yeah the good mortician tall man on the cover that's the one with tall man right yep 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 so good so good yes well I think that's it for this week, man. I think that wraps it. Yep. We got some beers to drink. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, you guys have a fucking, uh, I don't know, killer night for anybody at Wasteland. Hopefully you guys are having a killer night, too. Yeah, Jimmy, hope you're having fun, man. Wish I could have made it. Glad you met up with Scott randomly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Small world, man. Right. All right, man, everybody. See you. Later on.